This is the Prove Yourself Right podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. We hope that you find it encouraging, motivational, and beneficial to you in your day-to-day walk. For all your Prove Yourself Right needs, please follow us on all social media platforms. Also become a subscriber through ACAST, which you can find in a link in our descriptions and our bios through our social medias. Thank you for your time. Thank you for supporting the Prove Yourself Right podcast. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to another episode of the Prove Yourself Right podcast. And I'm your host, Jonathan Rose. And I have my beautiful co-host here with me, Shay. How you doing this beautiful Sunday morning, Shay? Doing great. Happy to be here. Happy Sunday. Nice. Happy Sunday. So, first Sunday of February. I hope everybody had a great January. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, for me, uh, January was everything I set it out to be. Um, from the start to the finish. I feel like I, I did a lot of things I wanted to get accomplished. Little small goals that I set to kind of get my year started in the direction I wanted to get it going in. I felt like I accomplished those um, fulfilly and purposefully um, in my day-to-day walk. And I'm already navigating February to being better than January, and I'm mm-hmm. going to do that each and every month until the end of the year to that. get to where I want to be. How did your January go in your own opinion, Shane? I thought it was good. You know, thinking about it, I feel like January was... A month of, you know, putting my head down, grinding, staying focused, mm-hmm. um, continuing to prioritize my relationship with God. I'm excited for February. I feel like naturally after the holidays, January can feel not just busy, but a little heavier for me, I would say. And so feeling like that has kind of already happened and moving into a new month. I'm looking forward to just the abundance I know God's got in store for myself and for you, for us, for our close friends and family as well going into this month. So I'm looking forward to to leaving January behind and being positive and intentional in mm. February. Like your words. Everybody, man, every month, <clears throat> you don't have to. These are just opinions. Like I said, opinions and advice are things you can pick up or you can put down or you can leave where they at. And um, my advice to you is just to find something at the beginning of the month that you can cross off or check off at the end of the month for sure. <clears throat> to keep you accountable, to keep yeah. you purposeful. And we'll, you never understand how s- small, intricate things can lead to big doors and, and bigger understandings and unpackings in your life and can actually just get you into a better headspace. For sure. And that's kind of why we tap into Pastor Darius of the Change Church every Sunday. We come with these Sunday sermons and he comes with these great messages and we come on here and unpack them and give y'all our breakdowns in hopes that you go and listen and, and get your own understanding and unpacking uh, to kind of help better uplift your spirituality and get you on some type of spirit, spiritual track. For sure. And today he titled the message, I want what I want. I want what I want. I'm going to let y'all hear that again because that, that got power behind it. Yeah. I want what I want. And it comes from 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 11 through 14. Mm-hmm. And I want to open the discussion with these Two points. Pastor spoke of today. When you meet your partner's needs, you also unlock the best of your partnership. Mm-hmm. Also, he said, just because you are trying hard doesn't mean you are doing good. Mm. Man, Pastor Darius. I like those. There man. you go again. <laughs> doing what you do. Mm-hmm. And when he said those two statements, I want to go on and embark down the the journey of these two 
in the sense of just because you are trying hard doesn't mean you are doing good. Yeah. Man, the relationships. I have, I've only had two girlfriends. I always talk about my two relationships I've been in and the reasoning because you must understand where you've been to figure for you to even see the beauty and the unpacking of where you uh, are trying to go. For sure. And I understand where I was and how I did certain things hindered me from getting to where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And I always said out my mouth every time I said, man, I know I'm trying. I'm trying, <laughs> Lord. I'm giving it my all. I'm huffing it. I'm doing it, baby. I'm trying my best. And I thought that was like uh it's like a trump card. If anybody plays spades, mm-hmm. you know the spade is the trump card. No card other than another spade can trump a spade. Mm-hmm. I felt like when I said I was trying hard, that told God, okay, he yeah. give, give him a pass. That's that's what I heard every time. Every time I put that little loophole in there, Lord, listen, I did good on the test. I studied. If you could just let it be an A, because I tried my best yeah. this time. I ain't going to lie to you. The other times, I did okay. But this time, I tried hard. <laughs> now, you feel like that try hard is like a little band-aid, like a little savior. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to kiss your little boo-boo. You're going to be all right. We're going to get you back along your way. No. Pastor Darius said today, just because you are trying hard doesn't mean you are doing good. That's real. And some people, in all facets of life, you can go to your job, to your relationship, to how you view yourself and mm-hmm. things that you set out to do. I remember I'm an athlete, so I remember it was some my first camp uh being a pro in the CFL 2016. That year I know I tried hard. Y'all know why? Cause I was unproven, unestablished, anything. I didn't have a second to be lesser than. So I know that year specifically I tried hard. Mm-hmm. 17. I know I tried hard again too because I wanted to establish the grounds that I had already set for myself, I was a starter from my first year. I had to come back that second year, 2017, and keep my keep my spot. So I had to show them, okay, I'm still the starter. Show some consistency. So I know I worked hard that year. 2018 is kind of where I had my best year, but listen to my mentality. I had already proven myself as a starter for two years. Now I'm on my, I, I done overcame my rookie contract. Now I just got my first real deal. This is, okay, Jonathan Rose, your rookie deal is done. We want you again. Boom, I signed that. I orchestrated that. Boom. My work ethic switched out of a try-hard mentality into a this-is-who-I-am mentality. And what I mean by that, it was now my position. I'm not overly thinking like the, the try-hard is no longer an incentive. Yeah. That is part of the product. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if I show up and I got to tell myself to try hard, I, I shouldn't even be in the position. Now, I shouldn't even be sitting in this seat. Yeah. So now y'all got to think, I'm, a, I'm on a bossed-up mentality, so now I'm trying to elevate. Mm-hmm. So now when I go into it, it's my position to lose. It's my defense to lead. So now, y'all didn't even hear that in my first two years. I wasn't trying to lead no defense. I was trying to survive. I was trying to keep my spot, so I kept my money coming in. I kept myself <laughs> on that team. Yeah. Now, I got to make sure this team flows in a certain way because I have ranked up to the level and to the role that I want to play in. So now, y'all stay with me. I took y'all down a long path to get to that point exactly. What Pastor was talking about today was love and knowing your partner's love language, understanding what it means to understand your partner's love language. Yeah. Giving your partner all the love you have and not understanding the love that they needed is wrong. Yeah. Pastor unpacked today. Just because you love me the way you wanted to love me doesn't mean you love me properly. Exactly. One more time. Just because you loved me the way you felt like you should love me doesn't mean you loved me properly. And what Pastor meant by that, did you ask your person how they saw love? 
Yeah. Or did you feel like your interpretation of love was enough for them to feel the love? Yeah, I like that. I think you hit on so many things. When Pastor says, you know, you tap into a different version of that person when you love them right. Mm. I think that holds so much weight and that's been clear to me. You know, for instance, when we talk about our relationship and what we're like, you often say that I'm a softy and I cry a lot and you describe me in a way that the majority of the people in my life before mm -hmm. you and even today mm -hmm. wouldn't describe me that way. Mm. They've never seen the size of me that you've seen right. because I've never received the kind of love that you give me every single day. Mm -hmm. You know, so it allows me to tap into different versions of myself. It allows me to not have to be guarded. So yes, I could be on the brink of tears at any moment with you, right? Mm -hmm. It brings different sides of me. And I remember sitting with friends of mine and you said to them, like, Shayna is a crybaby. And they were like, what Shayna are you talking about? <laughs> And you're like the only one that I know. I'm trying to figure out, they y'all ain't met this person because I <laughs> promise you, every day I see something that I have to question. I was like, bro, y'all didn't tell me this came with this. <laughs> and I always say to you, I was like, the version of me that you know is the best version of me. Right. And the version of me that you know is a direct result to the love that you give me mm. and to the safety that I feel with you. And it isn't a version that other people have seen. Definitely not a version that's ever come out in any previous romantic relationship that I've had. Yeah. But I, excuse me, I test that too, this statement as well. When you meet your partner's needs, you also unlock the best of your partnership. 100%. I felt like when you showed me that side of you, yeah, I talked about it at first. It was funny to me. I was like, bro, y'all didn't tell me this girl was this. Mm -hmm. But what I now understand four years in is I got the best version of her that anybody in her life has seen. And I didn't realize that. I thought I got the <laughs> the short end of the stick. I was like, man, she cries, she breaks down. I was like, bro, y'all got me into some stuff. I got to show up a certain way every day to make sure she all right. Mm -hmm. But guess what, y'all? That's what the partnership is about. 100%. If your partner doesn't make you have to show up in a different way, then y'all coming together ultimately means nothing. 100%. Because, because nobody gets better, worse, or different in it. Everybody gets to stay an individual. That's not why they call it a partnership. <laughs> if it was called, if it was called anything, it'd be called being an individual. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't call it a partnership if the two people weren't supposed to come together and become one. So mm -hmm. y'all got to get the meanings behind even the words that we use. So going back to the football reference I made, when you meet your partner's needs, you also unlock the best of your partnership. What I told you, I was an individual my first year and my second year. My team, we won a championship my first year being an individual. Woohoo. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Second year, got to the semifinals. Lost. Got Still got major, uh, really far. far. Yeah. So, I mean, woohoo. We did it again. My third year, something unlocked in me that only became unlocked through those earlier experiences. Yeah. So, I was like, bro, this team needs some type of investment. Sometimes we looking at what needs to be done. And not looking at ourselves as the insert that needs to be <laughs> put there to get the job done. A hundred percent. So somewhere in my training in 2018, I said, bro, I got to step and be a leader this year. We need that. We need that presence. Long story short, I have my best season in 2018 and we get back to the Grey Cup, to the championship, just like I did my first year. So, but now let me get y'all to unpacking. Who was the leader my first year? It wasn't me. I know, but it had to be somebody because we got there. And yeah. I know who it was. I'm going to say it out loud. It was Henry Burris. But... The unpacking that I'm doing right here. So I knew that there was somebody leading the way even when I wasn't. I knew I was being guided by somebody that I trusted that was mm -hmm. superior. Yeah. Now I have taken that superior role. So everything that happened in 2018, I took a little onus for me personally. 
having my teammates and, and the guys on the defense looked at me that year is on them. But I know I held a certain caliber to those guys based on my positioning and role that I held on that defense and how I carried myself on that defense because of the reciprocation that I got. Now, I'm getting back to Shane. I thought I got the weaker version of her, but I got the strongest version of her because she made me so strong. 100%. And her unpacking and vulnerability taught me that vulner vulner vulnerability wasn't weakness. No. It was understanding self. Exactly. So as she taught me how she understood self, I learned how to understand myself through her self-understanding. So our partnership got stronger because now Jonathan has healed Jonathan without Shana having to heal Jonathan. Mm. You gave me the understanding that, okay... I can be a better man for you without you having to do anything. I can just show up in a better light that will make you find that security, find yeah. that trust in me. Because the part that we don't understand, and I look at trust in the smallest detail. When I hand, some, hand somebody something that's in a trustworthy factor and they return it back to me still intact, I'll never question you again yeah. on certain issues. Mm -hmm. Just because you already passed that test and you you haven't gave me a reason to flinch, so why would I ever start flinching? That what you led in our relationship. I was always flinching of, of older past things that had nothing to do with us. Yeah, You never flinched because you handled the stuff that happened previously because you weren't going to bring it into this relationship because it didn't fit. Exactly. Me, I'm trying to unpack things that I don't want to affect you, but they... I'm bringing them into the uh, relationship so you have to unpack them with me because I brought them to the table. 100%. And you can try your best, but if you if it's not related to you, you can only help me as far as as far as far you are capable. 100%. And then you got to expect me to eventually take the onus and, and get that done. So when Pastor talked about when you meet your partner needs, you unlock the best of your partnership. Yeah. I just, this self-work journey I've been on, I'm so grateful for it because I got the best of my partner that I prayed to God to send me mm -hmm. because all the other ones, I couldn't fulfill the purpose and I couldn't get us to where we needed to be because I wasn't the person to do it. Mm -hmm. I hadn't matured and got the understandings to do it. But now me and Shana flow so smoothly because of understanding of self and now together, uh, togetherness makes more sense. Oof, a hundred percent. You said a lot. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't even know what to follow with that, all that. Cause you unpacked that so well. What I will add as well as the pastor talked about that God has standards. Mm. And I think the standards piece, like when you talk about football 2018, you're walking in with a standard, Ooh. a standard you wanted for the team, a standard you wanted for yourself, a standard of leadership, a standard of unity, a standard of culture, you know? And then when we talk about our partnership, we also set standards right. and maybe I set those standards first, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. About God being the first and center and most important thing in our lives mm -hmm. for each of us and together in our unity about honesty and trust being of high value about love being of high value about openness being of high value i think it's just like pastor was saying about anybody who just accepts anything is a person without standards right and in order for us to show up as our best self and challenge ourselves and to prioritize that self-awareness we need to be clear about our standards mm -hmm. and we need to be clear about god's standards because if we're doing that in our relationship with him It'll, trans, it'll translate in our relationship with others. And I think that also is such an important piece because I think we, we downplay the element of standards. Mm -hmm. And also, going back to the beginning, to tie it into standards, to trying hard. Yeah. We also think putting more effort into something can trump the understanding of just having a standard. Yeah. So what I'm saying to y'all, like, the standard man, Shane, to keep in our relationship takes work. 
100%. A lot of people are trying to work harder to avoid committing to the standard of everything that comes with it and think that they okay. Like, bro, I, I'm giving this my all. I'm buying this girl everything. But it was never that you proposed to buy her everything. Mm -hmm. She wants a man. She wants That's you. Mm -hmm. But you don't know who you are, so you will never be able to meet the standard that she is trying to tell you is a requirement for her to feel love. Mm -hmm. No matter what you see love, and you can shower me with a Bentley, a nice house, all this. If I don't see that as love, we will still be in the same situation once you've given me all that you gave. 100%. That you feel like you gave. You feel like you gave, gave me your all. Your all didn't, wasn't in, it wasn't congruent to what I wanted. That's it. And that's where most relationships fall off at. We, we're exhausting ourselves in an area that was never of appreciation to the person we're trying to show appreciation to. Mm -hmm. And Pastor unpacked this. Love should not be felt strongly, but displayed frequently. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're saying right now. You're strongly in love, trying hard in the wrong area to the person that you're doing all this for. Yeah. You need to tap into what the person wants and then you exhaust that area. Even if you're unfamiliar with it, get familiar with it because your person wants it. 100%. That's the that's the whole unpacking of the sermon. Mm -hmm. We got to get out of self way. We feel like, oh well, I might not know, but I'll overdo it in this area, and that, and you're telling the person, and you will be okay with it. How are you going to tell them what they should be okay with? Yeah, you got to figure out what they what's important to them, you know. And I think Pastor was talking about that by figuring out what's important to God, and what he was saying was important to God is worship and expressing His worth. We have to be comfortable doing that even if it makes us uncomfortable. Mm. Because the reward at the end of the day, getting God and having a relationship with him and it mattering to him is the most important thing, right? So it's like talking about partnership and giving gifts might be important to you, but if it's not to them and what they want are words of affirmation, but that makes you uncomfortable, you got to recognize that giving them the words of affirmation regardless, the reward of them, them then showing up and being there for you is enough. It trumps your discomfort. When you meet your partner's needs, you also unlock the best of your partner. So if it takes you getting uncomfortable to get comfortable, you have to bite that bullet. That's it. Some of us don't want to sacrifice intentionally things that we must sacrifice to get what we want. We just want to hold, hey, I'm going to keep that, but I'm going to still say I, I did all I want. I want. I love you all the way to the max, but I'm, gonna, I'm not going to get rid of this little trait that you said I got to get rid of, and hopefully uh, we can still find love in that way. No, you can't. Mm -hmm. You have to find sacrifice, and it hurts. That's why partnership relationships are so delicate and so hard to manage and keep afloat because it's something you got to do daily. What, what did the pastor just say about love? Love should not just be felt strongly, but displayed frequently. Yeah. How do you display it frequently? I mean, you have to show up every day, even in some of those days, it's going to suck. And I'm not looking at that person like I love them because right now we're not in that space. But I know I love you in the ultimate grand scheme of this small situation. So how can I not let this small situation look like our full relationship and still keep our togetherness? I got to bite that bullet. That's it. You got to do what might seem uncomfortable for you, for the bigger picture, for the bigger goal, and for the reward of knowing the other person that you say you love is then going to show up as their best self. And you're then going to really cultivate a healthy and good relationship. And that's how you cultivate what me and you always talking about. Looking at my, my grandparents and your parents. Yeah. That old love. Mm -hmm. how, did they, how did they do it? Somebody bit the bullet and was okay with it. Mm -hmm. Because they knew in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't going to hurt them. It wasn't going to short them. It was only going to get them to what exactly what they wanted. Yeah. And they was okay with biting the bullet for in a temporary space to get fulfilled 
and their longevity and then their ultimate goal of life and partnership and love. But a lot of us can't get to the the bulk of it because we over here stuck outside arguing with somebody about, man, listen, the way I show love is right, but that ain't going to work for me. Well, you're going to be with me and you're going to, like, we are out there really yeah. arguing against what we want. It's like, how are you going to tell the person you love how you are going to love them when <laughs> vice versa, they are loving you how you want to be loved, but you're not doing the same yeah. in return, but don't see it as a problem. For sure. That's toxic is a mug. A hundred percent. And it's listening. You know, it's like a pastor was showing a scripture where God was saying what he wants is worship. Mm -hmm. Like you have to not just listen, but you got to put it into action afterwards, you know, like to know that and then do nothing defeats the purpose. You know, to know that and then hope that there's a reward on the other side, but you're not doing what is clearly being asked for. It's just not how life works. Mm -hmm. It's like you said, we got to be able to hear what another person wants and then show up. And that takes every single day work because naturally we have our preferences. But knowing that you're happy and we share a space and our partnership is growing matters to me. And that means there will be days where I might have to say or do things that I particularly might not be in the mood to do. Mm -hmm. But I know the reward is worth it. I know the outcome is well worth my temporary discomfort. Right. And to throw it down with our highlights, pastors spoke of um, four things you must get over to, to get into these spaces. So the first thing pastor talked about, he said image. And I wrote down, you must get over how you show up based on the opinions and views that are not yours. Mm -hmm. So basically in the world that we live in, society has these stereotypes and standards that are, have been placed, but we, we didn't get to put our input into it. Yeah. It was already set. And we feel like it's like a little kid. You got to do what you're told. No, you, you got choice. But if you don't understand choice, discernment, those type qualities, you feel like you are set on that course. Like, well, whatever they say, I must do. Mm -hmm. And that's the wrong way. And um, when pastor said image, I looked at it as like being a pro athlete. And then when I started to embark on relationships, I realized I was behind a pro athlete stereotype, regardless of who Jonathan Rose was. Oh, you know, pro athletes do this, that, and the third. They cheat. They mess with multiple women. Hold up. What about me? Just because I'm a pro athlete, I naturally fall into this category? Oh, no. But if I would have been accepting to it, which a lot of us have, being to society's and culture's ways, mm -hmm. now all of a sudden... We don't like the narrative, but we went with the flow for so long. Now people trying to figure. Now people trying to look at us like, "How are you gonna tell us this?" But you did that. And me and Shayna argue about that all the time. You can change your image, but just as long as it took you to do bad, it's just as long as it's gonna take you take you to get back into a good space. And you also have to allow yourself to get into that and allow people to see you as such. Yeah, it's not an overnight thing. If it didn't happen overnight, give us time to adjust to you. For sure. Especially in the society nowadays, somebody will be doing this one day, doing that the next day, and want to be accepted in the pure thing now when they did so much toxicity, not giving us enough time to process them in their new space. For sure. That goes into relationships, jobs, and anything. If you want your partner to understand you, you must give them time to understand you. Don't tell me like it's, I got to show up tomorrow or else. It's not an ultimatum. Mm -hmm. It's a process-oriented outcome. If the process goes in a certain way, the outcome will be what it is. No, for sure. I think you hit on so much with image, and that was good because I feel like when Pastor said fighting image, it really resonated with me because when it comes to 
giving God glory and glorifying him, mm -hmm. I do get concerned with, so I used to more so now, but like get concerned with what it looks like. Yeah. And past said opinions, like what do people think about that? Or how's it going to come off? Does it work with what people think of me? Does it make sense to post mm -hmm. that on my social media? Now, if it's how I feel, it's what I post. You know, but that wasn't always how I navigated life and how I navigated the world. I couldn't help but get bogged down with what I thought people were thinking, even though having no idea what they were thinking. Mm -hmm. And even when we have an inkling or someone tells us their opinion of us, even that shouldn't hold weight. You know, mm -hmm. I need to be reminded of what God says about me and who I want to be as well. So I think those parts were really, really critical. And I was happy that Pastor shed light on that. And I also have to put my two cents in on that too, because opinions... What I wrote down, I said, you must get over the thoughts of others on you. Mm -hmm. I, being an athlete, I knew that didn't represent me, but I also, I wore it still, though, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. I didn't believe it. I wouldn't put it on myself, but I also, when I went out and interacted, I also kind of mm -hmm. teetered around the understanding I, I just how I moved based on what I thought people was thinking of me. So I done, I done kind of... Fit the stereotype by trying so hard not to fit the stereotype. Mm -hmm. Y'all get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You're trying so hard not to look like that that you look like that. 100%. Because <laughs> you're so nervous of looking like that. Mm -hmm. But if you just would have been yourself and and take what they think of you off of you, you can just you can show up. That's it's hard it. for you to show up when you already have an ideology of what you suppose or what people are looking at you as um, projecting, mm -hmm. like I always say. Yeah. You can't move as your best self when you've already projected how people are looking at you because now you, you, you've you left it up to no chance. You you actually don't even give the people a chance to actually show up how they show up. It's already the projection that you've already put on yourself. Yeah, you put yourself in a box, you mm. know, and you got to be mindful of that. You don't have to stay in that box. You know, you don't have to live in that space. You can be and show up as a person that you want to be. But it is naturally hard to do and you do got to fight it. You got to fight it all the time. And to overcome that is the second thing Pastor talked about, amnesia. You must get over trying to forget your pains, traumas, and setbacks and instead understand them. So, it ties into the opinions. If I would understand, I understood why people had the stereotype of athletes. I looked at some of the athletes, the bulk that were in the media were doing that. Mm -hmm. But it's also a bigger bulk that are outside the media that are not doing that. Absolutely. Why did I attach myself to the media guys instead of the non-media guys? 100%. Why did I attach myself to the scene instead of the unseen? Because I knew it was some good men out there doing it. But those are the ones that's on display. Those are the ones I follow. So it's like social media and the influencers now. Mm -hmm. Why everybody want to do what the influencer doing? He is not the only right. Just because he out here, he the loudest and he the one getting the most likes and he got a million followers doesn't make him the 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 pedestal guy. For sure. The other guy that should be getting, the guy that should really be getting pedestalized is the one that's doing it the right way that can display it, show it, speak it. But no, we we go for the the one that's most celebrated. Yeah. The one that's most attractive based on what everybody else in the world are seeing and, and interpreting them as. So like, oh, okay, he must be cool. He got 1.8 million followers. Oh, what he doing must be right because he got 1.8. Like, we are basing it off an entity that has nothing to do with good or bad. Yeah, based off a of culture's way. Them having, a, them having that many followers don't make them a good or bad person. They just probably got a following, y'all. Yeah. Don't make them that much better. So the amnesia part, we forget all that we went through is the reason we keep going through this revolving door of traumas and cycles. Because once you understand it, no matter how many followers he got, I know that jump don't work. <laughs> I'm not following you. To the simplest, to the simplest form.
But a lot of us don't have understanding and we and we pack our traumas in these deep bags and, and forget about them and then go redo the trauma in a different way trying to figure out why we're still in traumatic situations. You're just trading one trauma for another because you're never understanding and unpacking why you keep staying in these toxic relationships like men and women that speak about falling for the same type person. Yeah. That's a you problem. If you keep falling for the same type person, you need to change your preference. Not the people that need to stop bumping into you. No. That's a solely you thing. If you have all these people in this world, you keep picking a certain demographic, that is a you problem. And you just and we have to stop acting like, oh man, I ain't never this another bad relationship? Yes, just like the one before that one, just like the one before that one. It's gonna be just like the one after this one if you never find understanding. So down to my last one, when Pastor said this. Idols, and, and it ties into the, the three I just talked about before. You must get over idolizing people more than you idolize God. Yeah. So like I just said, Mr. 1.8 mil got your attention uh, because of what? Because he got 1.8. That ain't got nothing to do with his characteristics, who he is, nothing. You don't even know nothing. Going back to our relationships. Why you with him? Oh, look good. That's all you know? Now I see why the relationship ain't going there. You got... Got a quarter of the pie. And I ain't gonna say a quarter. You got a, almost a minute fraction. You got the 1% of the pie. Mm -hmm. The optic. Where, where's that other 99% of that person at? You don't know. Because you fell for the banana in the tailpipe. Boy, she is beautiful. Boy, she is gorgeous. We're gonna have a great family. Then you, you unpack her. Daddy issues, life issues, trauma issues, relationship issues. Boom. Now y'all can't make it that far. Now look at you. Oh man, I'm sh I'm shot down. You shot down because you gave a person way more than they even brought to the table. For sure. You just assumed because of, hey, I know what I want and, and I know what it looked like. You don't. But a lot of us, just going back to the first thing I said, just because you're trying hard doesn't mean you're doing good. When you meet your partner's expectations and needs, you also unlike the best in your partner. How can you do any of that without really knowing more than they look good? Exactly. So a lot of us are in these toxic relationships because we never understood the person. We never got to the point of, okay, besides looking good, where do me and you meet on core values? Where do me and you meet on moral standards? Oh, that's a conversation we'll never have. And that's why most of us will never be in a functional, productive relationship. No, I think you hit on everything. I think the, like you said, we not to idolize people, but to, you know, idolize God and have God always take first place in our lives. I think that's important because so long as he does and you navigate this world a lot differently and you can take a step back and see culture's ways of just being that culture's ways, it doesn't equal out to and mean you're going to live a good life. It doesn't mean that you're going to find fulfillment in your day to day. But if you follow God and you try to be more like Jesus and you think about his word, you really are positioning yourself to live a life of abundance. Appreciate y'all listening. Hope this was an impactful message. Thank you, Pastor Darius of Change Church for the message this morning. Uh, every Sunday we tapping in. And we encourage y'all to find a way to tap in on mm -hmm. Sundays and throughout the week. He, sure. he gives us even better inspirational messages to hold on to throughout the week, mm -hmm. not just on Sundays. And these little unpackings will just help you Free your mind when you're you're stuck in confusion. Yeah. It'll give you a track to start on instead of you having to build one yourself. Because we, we are not always capable to do everything ourselves. We need a jump start sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's why I advocate for Pastor Darius. He gives you that jump start you need to get your mind 
uh, thinking higher and thinking more uh, purposeful. So today, we're going to leave y'all with this like we leave you with every time. You don't have to prove anything to anyone, but you will always have to prove everything to, to yourself. yourself. God bless. God bless.